I was just so happy and grateful that they were there that in my head I was like, I will not quit because these people are here for me. Like, this is for me and this is our run. Like, I can't let them down on our run. Like, this is, I can't do that to them. <laughs> Welcome back to the 19th episode of Run For Your Life podcast. We have a special treat here tonight. We have two amazing ladies who have attempted fastest known times for some pretty well-marked-out courses in our local region. We're going to learn some really cool things from these ladies. And we have the our esteemed producer, Jake Hall, here uh, doing the busy work for tonight. And, and as always, we're very thankful to Jake, who does an amazing job recording. But let's introduce our guest. We have Katie Nolan Thompson, who is the race director of Freedom's Run and kind of a partial-time employee here at Two Rivers Tread. She likes hanging out because <laughs> she loves the trails. Mostly hanging out. Mostly <laughs> mostly hanging out. And then we have uh, Sarah Hodder, who also likes hanging out here, who is a, a, an incredible ultra runner in her own right. She has done the Beast Series three times the Beast Series, twice, mm-hmm. three times the Beast Series, which is a series of six ultra marathons through the course of a calendar year, which this year became a bit disheveled with COVID. But these beast races vary anywhere from 50K up to 100 milers. So Sarah has performed 100 milers multiple times. But each of these ladies had a new adventure for this year because this year, since there's no races, there's this new thing that I'd heard a little bit about from uh, doing a run with Michael Wardian a couple years back on the CNO Canal. I'd never heard this term really before. It's called a fastest known time. And uh, what Michael described on that run was there was this time posted on the CNO, which was which is 180 miles by a guy. His name was Park Barner back in the 80s. He had posted a time of like 38 hours to run this thing from point to point. And uh, Katie, you were out there that night, and Michael broke that by something like like eight minutes say, <laughs> or something like that over 38 <laughs> so so i got a little bit tuned in but i'm gonna have uh sarah and katie just explain like what is i'll ask sarah first what is a fastest known time and the website if you're curious is fastestknowntime.com <laughs> correct yeah. yeah tell us a little bit about about that um so it's pretty much what it sounds like so <laughs> um literally anyone can attempt it um there are some regulations of like um like specific specific things that you have to submit in order to qualify for it. Um, but there are different categories. So, you know, uh, you could do supported, unsupported or self-supported, but it's pretty much just putting out um, the fastest time on specific segments of road or trail pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, but yeah, that's I don't and know what would qualify as like a legitimate segment. Does it have to have some historical or you know, like a traditional section of trail, like, you know, the CNO Canal would be some, for example. But what, what c- kind of criteria do they look at for a significant section that you would try to post a time on? So as far as, I, I don't know, you might know better than I, but as far as I know, it's, um, they, they do have like certain things um, where it has to be like a certain percentage of running versus any other sport, like running versus walking. Um, and it has to be, um, you know, powered on your own. Um, but it just has to be, I think from what I remember, it said like something that people would want to replicate. Like it has to be significant enough that somebody else would want to go after it and try to post a better time pretty much. So like if it's just like on Strava, they have like segments that are like a quarter of a mile so you can get the crown up a hill in your neighborhood. That's not going to be a fastest known time. But if it's like 
a pretty significant section of trail um, that, you know, is really aesthetic, like it's a good line or it makes a good route, then something like that would probably be more along what they would actually accept. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, there was this thing called the Race Across America, which may be mm. something similar. <laughs> so people were trying to ride their bike and I think uh -huh. someone got it down to like eight days or it's probably, oh now it's gosh. probably like six days because the bikes are fancier. But you could start anywhere in the Pacific and end anywhere in the Atlantic and it would count, you know, but. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So people run that too. So fastest. So Katie, um, tell us about the route you did because you were the first one to attempt this. So what, what was your route for your fastest known time that, that you were going after? Oh, I wasn't the first to attempt it. There was um, no for of you two ladies. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, yeah, sorry. not the first ever to attempt that, <laughs> but because <the laughs> you went a week before Sarah. I did. You guys yeah. are mutual support crew. I d yeah, it actually it wasn't planned that way at first. Um, actually, in probably June, Sarah and I had gone and done. We just run the AT from South Mountain to Weaverton. It's just a training run, and it went pretty well. And the last section, I would just was sort of curious to see how fast I could do it because it was downhill, and that's what I enjoy doing. And uh, after that, um, my run coach actually suggested that he said, oh, you did that kind of fast. You should see if you should try out the four-state FKT. And I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I had known that the Hurt folks had done it. You know, they'll go out and they might do it in reverse, or they'll start in Keys Gap. But that's about all I had known is that it existed. And But there's not a whole lot else going on. So I was just like, okay, well, that sounds cool. <laughs> what is the force? So there might be people listening here who live someplace else in the country. What is the force state? You know, if you live in California and you want to do four states, that's like a really long run. Yeah, yeah. if you're, if you're <laughs> doing all of California, you're, yeah, that's like a you're way cooler than I am. <laughs> yeah. So this wasn't like a, at a bar you guys made this up. You, you kind of did it during a run, which is kind of curious. <laughs> yeah. But what, yeah, what is the four state? Like do the breakdown of how many miles in each state and like what kind of climbing and descent? Uh, so it starts in Pennsylvania um, for a couple feet. <laughs> uh, so it's a yeah. Pennsylvania. You're just a, yeah. You're essentially sort of Dip tapping your foot in yeah Pennsylvania, Penmar, and this is all along the Appalachian Trail. And then the bulk of it is actually in Maryland, um, and then you drop down into West Virginia also for a really brief amount of time, and you just touch Virginia. So it's mostly when they say four states, it's mostly Maryland, but <laughs> but you do touch four states uh, in order to to make it you know give it its title but finding that last sign because you have to tap the last sign in order for it to count and get a <sighs> picture of course and get a picture yeah. yes <laughs> but it moved from where it had been previously and so we weren't exactly sure where it was we had a pretty good idea but 42 miles in I was just like where were you is afraid this you missed the sign, sign and you're like you're well too far. well we weren't it was more how much further do we have to go and I had, a, I, at that point, I really didn't know. So I was really just trusting Sarah. I was like, she knows the sign exists. I think she knows the sign exists. <laughs> Hopefully the sign exists. I was terrified <laughs> that I had ruined everything. And, and I just sabotaged the, her run. I was like, where is this thing? Like, it has to be here soon. And I, like, pulled out my phone and tried to, like, pull up Google Maps and see where we were on the AT versus where, like, the two states looked like they collided and where the AT looked like it might be. And I was like... We have to be near it. Like, I don't know where it is. <laughs> so you, it. You, you set the time, and I was following it, you know, that day with uh, James was out there and Sarah was out there and Corey, so we're, I was virtually following you. But you, you crushed this time by, like, a, a couple hours almost. So so tell us about, like, uh, you that you did, you know, tell us a little bit about 
kind of the, the time you did and, and how that matched up with what your goal was and, and how you pulled that off. Yeah, so to give credit to the two ladies who originally started it, um, they started it with a slower time but with a full intention of women getting out and setting this record. So when I initially said that I wanted to do this, um, it was a record I absolutely knew that I could break. So I wasn't really going out for much of a, a lofty goal. Um, but it was but then somebody else did break it in July and they had a faster time. Um, but then I also knew of Sarah had told me about a woman who had unofficially broken it at nine hours. She never posted it for whatever reason. So in my mind, the fastest known time was nine hours. You had to get that. So I wanted to get that at least. And then I have run a similar distance race. Um, and, but you know, it was a little bit different and different elevation. So eight thirty was just sort of an arbitrary number that I chose that I wanted to get, and it was it was a it was a good goal for me because it meant that I was going to have to run any section that was runnable. I'm not a terribly good climber. Um, there weren't that many yes, climbs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I knew that any downhill or any flat, I really had to take advantage of in order to actually get eight thirty. Especially with the last section being up Loudon Heights, I knew that was going to slow me down a lot. So there was a little bit of strategy. But it was mostly the strategy and you was came in at just 829, run. <laughs> 829, eight twenty nine, eight twenty nine, eight. Yeah, and that was actually that was thanks to thanks to Sarah for sure because I started yelling at you. <laughs> she yes, <laughs> she when we were hiking because I told her to power hike through and because I was following her, I needed a little bit of a rabbit, and so she did <laughs> in true Sarah fashion. She was power hiking through, and there were a couple of times where I was just sort of. I don't know. And Sarah's like, yep, come on, let's keep going, keep going. And so she was way more into me finishing under 8.30 at that point than I was. I didn't care. I was just <laughs> like, I will finish when I finish. <laughs> All right, now we're going to move on to Sarah. So not to totally discredit Katie's 42-mile <laughs> fastest known time. So Sarah this past weekend set out on an adventure of 108 miles on the Appalachian Trail. And if any of y'all listening, so this is not a road. This is not a mountain bike trail. <laughs> this is single track running where you could, I've fallen multiple times up there and broken bones, literally. So <laughs> this is not easy. And that's in daylight. So Sarah picked a 108 mile stretch of the Appalachian Trail through Shenandoah National Park, which has 22,000 feet of climbing, mm, yeah. which means you got to go down almost 22,000 feet too. Yeah, I think it was like 21,500 okay, feet of descent. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, first question, Sarah, would be just to do something like that, you got to have some kind of a why or else probably that first time you see a car, <laughs> you would be <laughs> in the car because it's warm. And <laughs> so why? <laughs> Um, I don't, so I feel like my why changes daily. Like it depends <laughs> on the day. Like, I, I mean, my like underlying why is always like, I feel like running connects me to the earth and people around me. And I feel like that is what motivates me is I like to explore places on my feet. And, uh, but to do that, like why that section, um, I don't, I, I think it was like four or five years ago, I ran a portion of the AT there and I had learned that, you know, the AT goes totally from south to north and you can cover an entire park um, in that one section. And I was just like, wow, like that's really cool. Like to be able to cover a whole park on foot in one go would be awesome. And like, cause most people, you know, they will ride their bike along Skyline Drive. Um, 
but I just thought that was really cool to be able to see the whole park on foot. Um, and uh, so at the time, I don't think that there was any fastest known time or anything like that. And so yeah, no one's crazy enough to attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> at least not in like one stretch of time. Yeah. It'd be like a, a week long yeah. trip with I, an RV. And I was always really confused by it too, because I feel like, you know, like it's just perfect. It's per- the perfect setup for a hundred miles. Like it's like, cause you cross skyline drive a bunch and it's like point to point, you know, you're close to home at in front Royal. If you finish, if you go North and I was just like so blown away that nobody was really like going after that. And just every year I wanted to do it, but I had other races that I would want to do or something. And I'm like, Oh, the park will always be there. So I can always do it whenever, but let me do these races. Um, but this year with COVID, like there was nothing happening. And actually that FKT started getting huge. Like so many people started doing it this year. So that's pretty cool. I think that it's so the finally. time that was posted was an impressive time that you were going after. So what, knowing that maybe a little background on the time you were going after and who did that and you know, what Kate, Katie was pretty confident that she could get under the time, but, but yours, yours, that was a, that was a, and we're talking like. 27 hours so this mm-hmm. is 108 miles day yeah. and night so so what was your kind of strategy going in knowing that that was a reach to get that time uh yeah so uh it was actually in june that she said it and when i saw it posted i know the kind of know the girl who said it and uh because we've done a lot of the same races and have mutual friends and i saw that she posted it, i was like oh God, I'm never going to get it now. <laughs> I was like, there goes my chances. <laughs> is she like an intimidating runner when you see her at races? She looks all fancy, no, looks actually, all fast. No, actually, she looks so she nice? sweet. Yeah. She, okay. <laughs> she just looks super nice and normal oh, geez, and nice. humble. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so I saw that she had posted it, um, and I knew that it was a really good time. Um I think that I got really naive though. So like the section, the park is broken up into like the southern, central, and northern districts, and the northern section is supposed to be like the easiest. And I did a lot of my training in the northern section, and so there is a little bit of climbing, but it's like pretty flowy. You can run a good bit there. Um, and so in my head, I was kind of like, well, all the hundred milers I've done have more climbing than that. Um, and it's a shorter distance, and it seems like the trails are pretty runnable. It should be manageable. I was like, maybe I do have a chance. And then I did the southern portion when I started this weekend, and I was like, well, this is not what I thought it was at all. <laughs> I was in over my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the southern section and the central section, were, they just grind you down. It's like there are no big climbs um, or anything, but it's just constant up and down and constant rocks. And it's just it, it definitely tests your will. <laughs> yeah. Now people look at that and they say, OK, this is 108 miles and 27 hours. So you started at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. Kind of walk us through the day. And, and at any point, did you take a longer break? Yeah, walk us through the day like and your strategy and getting to that end um, including rest and recovery and fuel and yeah so yeah I started at four um most because I loved running in the dark and so I wanted to start running in the dark because it just feels super peaceful to me and it's like you get to watch the sunrise and hear the birds chirping and I really enjoy that so the morning actually went really well like the southern section it was harder but I felt super good um 
I, you know, I, I was running everything that I could and, uh, I was, I saw my crew every so often and, uh, yeah, it, it felt like it was going pretty well. Um, and then I think around 25 miles is when I started to, I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel, you know, all these rolling hills. <laughs> I feel it. Luckily, I only have 75 miles to go. <laughs> um, and actually, I think I said that when I saw you all at mile 25. I was like, yeah, my legs are starting to feel this. Good thing I only have 75 more. <laughs> I know, that's when Ryan and I looked at each other because you said, I'm feeling it, guys. And we were like, Sarah never feels it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and so that's what uh, – uh, so normally in 100 milers, I feel like I am pretty good in where I start off super easy, and usually in the second half I can really – rally a lot better and I usually don't have too much of a problem with getting tired or sleepy or anything like that um but yeah so I like mile 25 I was starting to feel it but I still felt good and was in good spirits and um I I think up until mile like 50 everything seemed to feel pretty good and I was making sure I was eating regularly um but then I think around mile 48 I think that I started I picked up Katie and she started to run with me and I, I, we ran for most of that, I feel. Um, yeah, we read, we did 19 after that. Yeah, yeah. and and it was it was, and it was good. good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. But I, I definitely was starting to feel it. I think, <laughs> and um, and I think that's when I kind of got off my fueling a little bit. It's just like my stomach just started to like I I couldn't get anything down. Like I, I couldn't my, like when the idea of swallowing food, I was like, oh god, no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but. We found some instant mashed potatoes, which seemed to work pretty well. Um, those were easy to get down. Um, and then the night came, and I think that's why I was still with you in the night when it started. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It it just fell apart at one point. <laughs> I don't even know exactly what it was. It's just my legs. did. Normally, I'm pretty good at climbing, but I had no climb in my legs whatsoever. Probably everyone wants to know this. At some point during the night, did you sit down on a rock and just cry? <laughs> I that, wanted to. You wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to When that so demon bad. comes in your head, what do you do? Because just listening to you now, you're like, oh, gosh, I can imagine like every... 10 minutes you probably want to sit down on a rock yeah like, you really this do this is where your why comes in you're like uh-huh. why am I here and and that's the thing is that you so you I got to the mile like 70 and or 70 or 80 and the FKT was still possible I, I, I had to do like 15 and a half minute miles and it was still there but it's just like the way that I felt I just it was just like slipping away from me and mentally I was just like man it's it's gone it's not gonna happen and I I definitely wanted to cry, but uh, instead I just told myself, okay, get to the next aid station where you see people. And my crew, oh my God, <laughs> like I would get in there and it was just like, I just felt so happy being there no matter how miserable I was. Like it was just like I came in and I had all of my friends who like, some like I had friends that drove from five hours away to come join me and I had friends that brought their family with them and Katie had gotten off a plane at 11:30 the night before and drove to see me start and then just met me at every seven or eight miles whatever it was and I was just so happy and grateful that they were there that in my head I was like 
I will not quit because these people are here for me. Like, this is for me, and this is our run. Like, I can't let them down on our run. Like, this is – I can't do that to them. <laughs> I think you just answered the, qu- the question I was going to ask, and maybe, Katie, you could chime in from your side, too, for your attempt. You know, so how important was it to hit the time versus just having an adventure and not knowing how it's going to turn out and just knowing afterwards, you know, you did – you did something different that you'd never done before and learned something, but you know, I think time I, versus experience. I, when I started, it was all about the time. All about the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> I have to get this time. But as the day went on, it's just like, I, I had a lot of, even when it was miserable, I just, it was, it, you can't really beat being out in the woods with all of your closest friends. Like, and, it doesn't matter after a certain point. So it's like, I think when I started, it was all about the time, but after, you know, however long, it's just, it's about You got a little bit of trail time there to reconsider things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like 27 hours. <laughs> think this one through. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's... Yeah, how, how about how you, you, Katie? Felt? Like, uh, when you started this thing, was it, like, imperative to hit this time and looking at the splits, or did you kind of approach it that if something went south, you're just, it's going to be a fun day? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was definitely if things went south, it was a a training run. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was going to complete it no matter what. But there is, to kind of go off of what Sarah said, your crew is just, because they give up so much time, because Sarah and Corey were out there just all day waiting for me. So it was, there is a little bit of, you, you want to do it for them, at least, you know, at least finish it, because they came out and gave up their day. (laughs) So I was, I definitely wanted to make them proud, too. As well yeah, as I think people are proud. You know, just following you guys on my phone was making me proud. I, I didn't even <laughs> care about the time. Just seeing the pictures and mm-hmm. the knowing that friends are out there, you know, and, and people just showing up that that you weren't expecting. <laughs> so any any kind of either like fun or surprising stories from the trail that you experienced when you were out there on on your runs. You know, anything that. You know, in five years from now, you're going to, like, sit down, the two of you, and, like, laugh about it and say, remember that time? You know? Oh, I definitely have one. So on the – I asked Sarah to run – I didn't want to ask Sarah to run too much with me because, obviously, I knew she had her uh, 100 miles the following week. Um, but I was really not looking forward to Weaverton until the end um, because it was – it's a it's canal, and then it's road, and then it's a climb. All my least favorite things. <laughs> And so I was really, I needed Sarah's moral support. And um, so she was great. And uh, we get on the canal and we're going a little bit spicy. And I'm thinking, oh man, I don't know, this is a little bit fast. And she's saying, no, let's keep going. Cause it's, you know, the end is near. Let's go ahead and do it quickly. And then <laughs> for whatever reason, you decided, she decided that she wanted to make me sing. <laughs> and we had been, we have this thing where we really enjoy the, um, uh, Colors in the Wind song from Pocahontas and I finally knew the lyrics and she said well prove it to me sing it <laughs> and I was right, like you know this? you're on right now yeah and I'm like hey, we'll like, do it at the end of the show at the end of the show we're doing the song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she is, is this girl serious I'm like man this friendship was really fun while it lasted <laughs> we had a good run and actually so she turned her phone on and then I sang and when I say sang I loosely mean you know like a dying uh, donkey. No, and just... I, thought, I was very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I could barely catch my breath. 
But it actually ended up being my fastest mile. It was like 840 on the canal. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. Sweet. We're using your diaphragm. You know, maybe there's something that yeah. got your breathing going. Yeah. So it ended up being great. It, <laughs> it was hilarious. And I appreciated that. because it de- And it also got my mind off of the fact that I didn't want to be doing it anymore. And so it was fun. So and I people probably it. thought we were insane. I did. That was for sure. Definitely insane. Because we were also doing like hand gestures and like (laughs) (laughs) kind of dancing while we Uh were running. (laughs) It was a sight. And Sarah, anything that I'm sure, gosh, you're out there a while, but anything that stands out that now that you've had, you've been back for four days now. So anything that stands out that's Um, surprised, something that surprised you or... uh, (laughs) <laughs> laughable moment <laughs> I mean when I think about it now it's all laughable <laughs> yeah, how I felt. other than why am I doing it <laughs> yeah no, no. Um, like I, a giant bear that t- you know tried to eat oh, your I mean we did see a bear it was uh, spring middle of the gel night. or something <laughs> so, um, know, this and he fish. just like scuttled across the trail um, and then I was actually kind of afraid I'm not usually afraid of bears at all but I was kind of afraid because he like went down the trail and I was like well I don't know if he's just like hanging out along the side and waiting for us to pass or what um but yeah I don't think I had any particularly I think mine was more uh a little more misery (laughs) um (laughs) and sadness and frustration (laughs) though I enjoyed it all it comes a movie it'll be a a romantic tragic comedy yes exactly (laughs) do we have those genre (laughs) it exists now rom-trom-com or something something like that I feel like I'd be into that, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about, like, uh, if your training is similar or different, you know, so so to prepare for, like, a 40-mile versus a 100-mile. So what is, like, the longest training run either of you would do? You know, knowing it's these, these, these things are longer probably than any training run, but just to make you feel confident that you should show up and give it a go. Um, so for me, I, I think the longest run, so normally for a hundred milers, I, I, the longest run I'll do is like 35 to 40 miles. Um, but I think just with how everything lined up this year, I, I do think that I, it was a little bit burnout. So, cause I was like training from the very beginning of the year, I was supposed to do a hundred miler in June. Train, cancel. Train. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so like towards the end, it was just kind of like, okay, let's just get a couple long runs in. Um, and so I think my longest run was like 28 miles, but it was, it was a good block where I would do like 28 miles one week and then 25 and then 28 and 20. So it was like a good block of like long runs where, and then I would recover. Um, but yeah, I think that was the longest that I did. Yeah, I would see you on the trail occasional weekend. I'm like doing some out and back, and you're like in the middle of some <laughs> traverse. <laughs> you know? It's like I'm starting here and I'm ending up like two states from there, and I have a car drop. Like, well, okay. the thing is, I probably wasn't running that much longer than you, but I had so much more stuff, and you just had like a single I water handled. bottle, and I was like, man, <laughs> I should really rethink my strategy. Is <laughs> that <a> fat burning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony Joe. And how about you, Katie? What like to prep? Because yours was a. F- I mean, you had to do. S- you, you had to like run fast in some of these stretches. So did you do some fast long runs? But to get to get to ready to post an eight thirty sub eight thirty <laughs> on that. Uh, I mean, it's because I have a race that hasn't been canceled yet in November. Um, I mean, honestly, I was just kind of winging it, and I I have midweek workouts that are more speed oriented. Um, but I was also super lucky that the course did kind of highlight my strengths, which is downhill. Um, 
And so I was able to make up time on that. Um, and then the canal I was actually able to run to. So I, even though I had to have, you know, under 12 minute pace, you know, my climbing and stuff was way over that, but there was so much flat that I could run. There were so many runnable sections that I was able to make up a lot of time. And yeah, I mean, my training was, um, it, I wouldn't say it was necessarily specific to necessarily the 40 miler. It was, it was kind of, I just got lucky that it happened to be a course. And the I weather could looked pretty ideal for both of your days. It's, it seemed like they were beautiful days. Was there any, any weather issues came up or? <laughs> Sarah's run was the twilight zone. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, like Sarah's out in the like wilderness. Yours, you're, 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 yeah, I mean, mine, honestly, mine in day. comparison was just like a jaunt. But Sarah's, you know, was a, was true. a long haul. But as her crew. you're out there with her at night. Yeah, so how are the conditions? Because <sighs> you're up at some altitude, too. It was, it was crazy. So running with her, it was. It was it, so warm. It was so warm. I, mean, I was, was wearing a tank top the entire time. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I started with her during the day, and then at night I was switching with Ryan, and he was going to run some sections with her. And I had my phone, so I was texting him and saying, trying to give them an idea of when we were going to be there. And so he had to change into his running clothes. <laughs> and we're just, I mean, sweating. I can't believe it's still so warm. And we <laughs> we get into the aid station, and Ryan's in, like, a full <laughs> sweatsuit, ready to run. I'm like, bro, you're going to be hot. You're going like, to pass away. Yeah. <laughs> And he's just like, oh, it's so it's so cold out here. And he'd been in a, a hoodie all day and his puffy. And, and so were the other crew. And they're like, gosh, no, it's freezing out here. And I'm, you know, being, you know, saying, oh, my gosh, he's going to be so hot. But after stopping for two minutes, I was freezing cold. <laughs> it was crazy how different the temperature was of just moving versus not. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, it, it was like if you would stop it would like you'd get like goosebumps and I like if you stopped for a couple minutes it was cold and everyone was wearing like blankets and jackets and stuff but the whole time it, I was running it just felt hot <laughs> yeah it was weird so final question is next goals you've done this so do either of you have any kind of crazy goal for this year or coming years or I do my first hundred mile attempt in November as you know we will be tackling it together. <laughs> nice was uh, three weeks from this. Yeah, Saturday? three and a half. Three yeah. and a half weeks. That's so <laughs> soon. I know. That's so exciting. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. You think about you're that. ready? You got to be by now, right? Yeah, I mean, I bar. have to be, but <laughs> that's great. No, they look, they look hard. You're, you're ready. You're ready. <laughs> if you did 40 miles in eight hours, you are ready. So yeah, I'm excited. And, uh, for you, sure. You've got your your mentor right next to you there. I know, yeah. Don't so, do what uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> anything I did, don't do. Just <laughs> finished multiples of these. Sarah, anything else on, on your list for this year other than supporting your friend there to yeah. help her get through? Yeah, I'm miles? very excited about that. Um, I, I don't, I, I might try again <laughs> to do the Shenandoah run um, in December. I don't know yet for sure. But if not, then I might do – there's a race called Hellgate that might possibly happen. So Might happen. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We so don't know. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But I'm very excited to be there for the 100-miler for you all and return the favor. And Sarah and I have some goals for 2021 too, but you'll have to stay tuned for yep. that. Can't share too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ladies have shared enough, but certainly it's, it's a privilege to know both of you and work with you and learn from you. And you, you both share the joy of why we do this. I think if you're out there listening and have some 
what do they call them? B-hog, big hairy goal or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, just uh, put that Y in your pocket because you're going to have to pull that Y out somewhere because you're going to want to sit on a rock and cry. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. That. <laughs> and then, Why am I in here doing this? So, yeah, so you've listened to another fine episode of Run For Your Life podcast with Mark, Sarah, Katie, and Jake. And um, we'll hope to be back in a few weeks. Maybe we'll have our post-race report from the yeah. Rim to River 100 Miler. That'll, be, be, that'll be our <laughs> That'll be our November podcast. Yeah, that'll be awesome. To you all, have a great night. And for all those out there, please follow us on tworiverstreads.com. You can see our store hours and new products and at freedomsround.org for events. We hope to have a 10-miler this December. Stay tuned. We're um, in the process of seeing what's happening with COVID, so we might be able to pull something off local here. Fingers crossed. So, but who knows? But have a great uh, October and happy Halloween. <laughs>